Kudos to ESPN, for whom I've been writing now over the last 11 years. They were the first on to me to react to the news that Barcelona's defeat in Vallecas, a vibrant, characterful uh, suburb or barrio neighbourhood of Madrid, Barcelona's defeat to Rayo, the club in Vallecas, had meant that Joan Laporta lost patience and, and sacked the Dutchman on the plane on the way home. And as soon as the expedition arrived at Barca's Joan Gamper training ground, out in the general direction of Barcelona's airport, the communique was prepared for the media and the Dutchman was sent on his way. Fair play to ESPN also in that um, they're happy for me to read this column published at ESPN FC uh, to you. And it's interesting to me to find out what people think about Barcelona's decision. There's a huge appetite right now for the next appointment to be announced. Unless something goes badly wrong, it'll be Xavi Hernandez. I think that the, the deal is extremely far down the line. My personal opinion, having messaged and had a message back from Xavi this morning before recording this from you, my opinion is that it, it will be, if it's not for this weekend's game at home to Alaves, then it will certainly be in time for the, the away game in Kiev against Dinamo. Anyway, ESPN contacted me late last night um, on Wednesday evening as Barcelona were flying back from Spain's capital, asked me for a reaction piece about Cumin, about the decision from Laporta. And this is what I wrote. So, Ronald Cumin is out at Barcelona after the club dismissed him on Wednesday. There's very little satisfaction in writing, I told you so, but I did. Defeat to Real Madrid in the Classical was just the latest in a long line of evidence that suggested that not only was this legendary Dutchman not the man for the job, but that he hadn't been the right man for some months. After the Classical, this ESPN FC column was dedicated to how not only was Koeman failing to improve Barcelona's impoverished performances, he was failing to teach or improve various players around his squad, putting some of their developments in danger. A headless chicken defeat duly followed in Madrid, having lost to Madrid, and Rayo Vallecano won Barcelona nil is veritably a David slaying Goliath for the first time in two decades, and it was a night which humiliated Koeman and his team for a final time. The coup de grace. Finally, club president Joan Laporta acted, and there are several key conclusions. The first is that this decision has been dragged out since May, when it should have been taken, and the Camp Nou boards caught in the headlights inertia will end up costing Barcelona many millions of euros when they have literally never been less able to cope with that particular setback. This isn't just my opinion either. Last spring, senior players around the Ciudad Esportiva Joan Gamper, Barca's training ground, were muttering to one another that they simply did not believe that this version of Koeman, who's 58, hidebound by old tactical ideas, manacled to the club because they didn't want to pay for his sacking, 
could or would win them La Liga or the Champions League. And remember, these players were saying this not many weeks after winning the Copa del Rey together. I include Lionel Messi in the group of those who appreciated Koeman's ideas about how to imbue life into Barcelona's 2020-2021 season, having been handed the reins at a horrible time. But I include Messi in the group who had lost faith in either Koeman's ideas, his tactics, the, the lack of intensity in his training regime, or his ability to read a match and influence its play. Those players had either lost faith in some of those elements or all of them. Laporta knew this. Laporta also had the evidence of his own eyes. The way in which Koeman failed to deal with a winnable run-in to last season's La Liga title race marked him down as not elite. There were moments when tension and temper got the better of him. There were moments when a blame culture seeped through. There were moments when his tactical nous was exposed. And there was the overall feeling that having unquestionably, unquestionably steadied the ship over the previous seven months, this wasn't the right man for the extremely stormy months ahead. Just a reminder at this point for those who've moved on from last season. Koeman's team was top, I repeat, top of La Liga on April 24th. They then took one point from their last three home matches, thanks to defeats against Granada and Celta Vigo, having led in each match, where the opponents took three points thanks to late goals. Barcelona also drew 0-0 to eventual champions Atletico Madrid at Camp Nou. So, that one-point return from a possible nine was the absolute key factor in Koeman and company losing the title by three points. They needed one more win. Laporta spoke about his tacit acknowledgement that Koeman wasn't the right man to continue in May when he made it public that he wouldn't confirm the Dutch legend in post until he had had a good look around. This was clumsy. It was subconscious. But there was no way back from the damage. This president made the media, the fans and above all the players crystal clear that if Koeman was staying on, it was only, and I repeat, only because they couldn't afford to tempt anybody better. Which meant that whatever you think of a club sacking one of its legends, whatever you think about the rotten situation poor old Koeman inherited and then had made worse via the cack-handed treatment of Messi and his departure, he was nevertheless holed between the waterline from late May onwards. There was, and this is vital, literally no way that a coach who's been maintained for the want of anybody better in a political, damaged, demanding and under-the-spotlight club like this could succeed. No way. Koeman became a specialist in fighting guerrilla warfare battles with the media and behind the scenes in order to cling on to what was for him, even in these brutal circumstances, the job he dreamed of all the latter part of his working life. In that sense, it's a personal tragedy for him that things have ended in this manner. But back to Joanne Laporta and his decision to duck the big decision. I've used the anecdote before, but because it's opposite and because it comes from possibly the greatest manager of the last half century, Alex Ferguson, I'll apply it again. 
Ferguson, talented, ruthless, addicted to winning, brilliant at both reading and manipulating people. He used to highlight one special ability he developed as having been key in the long run across his successful career. The former Aberdeen and Manchester United manager never equivocated over tough decisions. He fervently believed that other managers, other clubs, other chairmen, players whose talent he liked, personality he doubted, would do what Laporta has just done for the last six months. Would fear the sting of the nettle instead of grasping it. Ferguson could have saved Laporta half a year and an epically bad start to both La Liga and, more importantly, the cash cow of the Champions League. The Scotsman's mantra was, other people will not only fear and try to avoid unpleasant decisions, they'll fear the consequence of acting. Fergie believed that this was a corrosive, debilitating flaw. Usually, he reckoned, the other person, the other club's situation would deteriorate due to inertia, while his decision, for better or worse, would be calculated, perhaps painful, perhaps controversial, but the boil would be lanced and United's ruthless quest for wins, dominance and trophies would be, if not unhindered, healthier and more dynamic. So now, apply that logic to Camp Nou. Laporta wanted to say, thanks Ronald, in May, move on and start afresh. Now, either because the club is viciously short of money to pay Koeman off and to recruit anew, or because Laporta didn't by then have Jordi Cruyff on staff to advise him, or because some other candidates were deeply involved in the European Championship, the fact is that the incoming president's attitude of I think we've got the wrong man in charge, but let's see how it goes. Has probably cost them elimination from the Champions League group stage for the first time in over 20 years and cost them tens of millions of euros as a result. If, as I suspect, Laporta stayed his hand because he was miffed with Xavi, who, having long before Laporta became a candidate, declared his support for Victor Font, in the last Barcelona presidential elections, then Laporta has let personal prejudice and a fit of pique guide him towards an awful decision. The decision of maintaining Cumin when he knew he shouldn't. However wealthy the Dutchman has become across his life, however, however much Barcelona eventually pay him for this sacking, it's always a brutal moment for anybody with human values or, God help us, football romanticism, <laughs> To see a legend embarrassed, dismissed and blamed. It, it just is. But Koeman's left a legacy which, if not quite as gigantic as his European Cup winning goal in 1992, is still vast. He trusted Pedri. He showed the world that this kid, at 17 and 18, was already world class. He's promoted Ronald Araujo, Nico Gonzalez and Gavi, who are all going to be elite and he's helped ease a phenomenon, Ansu Fati, back into scoring action. Koeman also had a share in the credit for what proved to be Messi's final Camp Nou season not ending trophyless. Now he's gone, it could be a major question as to who takes the squad and picks the team on what is an epically important trip to Kiev, where Dinamo must be beaten if Barcelona can hope to qualify from their group. 
Now he's gone. There's not a single doubt that unless Luis Enrique, who's literally the perfect candidate for the squad, is daft enough to be tempted away from the Spain job, then the Barcelona position should be offered. No, make that should be given to Xavi. He wants it. He's done his apprenticeship with Al Sadd successfully. And he can make this squad competitive in double quick time. But this is the least strategic, least wise, least reliable FC Barcelona in many, many years. Will they get it right now? Will Laporta have Xavi in post for next midweek and the trip to Kiev? Watch this space. Mes que un club? More like un club in a mess. So that was written in the early hours of Thursday morning. And by now I'm, I'm recording this for you Thursday midday. I think it's feasible that we get an announcement on Xavi imminently. It's even feasible that he's announced by the time you listen to this. Things have moved fast. Xavi is ready. He's cleared the decks with Al-Sad. And it's vital that Barcelona are in firm control, both for the home game against Alaves and then the match in Kiev. Nobody should expect immediate miracles. And football being as quixotic as it is, Barcelona being in the stinkingly bad state that they are, there's no guarantee. But what is clear is that every indication points to Xavi being the right person, having the right experience, having the right energy, having the right vision, and being a, a very, very good communicator of his ideas. If it doesn't work with him, then who the fuck is it going to work with? Good luck, Chavi. God bless all who sail in you. <laughs>